Good day, everyone. My name is Ashley Ewell, and I am the host and founder of this podcast, 100% Real with Ashley Ewell. And today, our special guest kicking off season three is Sophie Barron. She is listed as Forbes under 30 influential people and is also the founder of the Conversational List. Sophie, welcome. Ashley, thank you so much for having me. Of course, and thank you for being here. So let's just get right into it. So you are under 30 years old and you have done so much to make sure that people from left and right fields have a voice. Please, how did you create the conversational list? Well, I don't know about all that, but I've been in this space and really trying to bring the world back together for almost a decade at this point. I was I was born in the Midwest and my whole start my whole story really starts when I was growing up in an environment where I was very different from my peers. I was the only Jewish student in my entire school and that led me to feel like I didn't know who I was, I was ashamed of who I was and I felt like I didn't have a voice. And that feeling really led me to want to leave the Midwest behind, go to the East Coast, find other people like me. And when I got to the East Coast, I surrounded myself with all other Jewish students to feel like I would belong and fit in. But one day I was walking through campus and every single person who I had met was doing the exact same thing as I was, but with their respective identity groups. And it hit me. I I really, for the first time, thought that maybe I had it all wrong. And I was taking for granted what I had in Kansas when I was surrounded by people who were different than me. Because when I was in that environment, it pushed me to grow, to learn more about the world, myself, my beliefs. And so in that moment, when I finally realized that belonging isn't about being surrounded by people who are like you, it's about opening your echo chamber and being around people who are different from you, that's when I found my voice. So that led me down this whole journey to eventually founding The Conversationalist to be a place for our generation to go to and also a platform for our voices to get out there because every young person has a voice, a voice that deserves to be heard. And it's important that we don't just use our voices or listen to other voices in a silo of people who share the same beliefs, but we have to be surrounded by people who can push us to grow. Wow, very well said. Thank you so much. I could not agree with you even more. So just like touching base on your following up on your answer, just why, why do you believe it is essential for young people, especially to have these difficult conversations? Oh my gosh, Ashley, this is why I get out of bed every day. I I feel like we have to start realizing that the only way we're going to change the world around us is if we start conversation. Essentially, when you, when you go big and you think about the forest from the trees, Gen Z is a generation of people of all walks of life. We're the most diverse generation to date. And I think we are the generation to show the rest of the world how it's done, how to listen to people who are different from us, how to find ways to coexist, not void of our differences, but because of them. So I, I think every young person has such potential to do something about the things that they want to solve or change in the world, but it all starts with your voice. You can't get anything done without a conversation and change really can't happen unless you're surrounding yourself with people who have different ideas than you because 
Otherwise, you're just staying inside of a comfort zone that's comfortable, but it's not really changing anything, right? Friction creates electricity. We have to be surrounded by people who push us to think differently, because if not, then we wouldn't be you know, in the world that we are today and we wouldn't be able to create progress. So I hope that every every person out there, no matter your age, but especially young people, just realize the unique power <clears throat> that they have within themselves to use their voices to actually leave the world a better place from when we found it. That is so beautiful and so true. And I love how you use, you know, electricity and friction and stuff like that. That's that's just so true. Like it is so important to be able to surround yourself, not even like just engage, but actually be with people who think different and who actually push you to think differently and like get out of your comfort zone. So thank you. And just in general, like with all of that, I know that sometimes having these conversations, uh, especially on touchy subjects, can be very hard. You know. So how how do you push? Past your obstacles when you do your work or created the conversational list? Oh, I mean, you're absolutely right, Ashley. Conversations that really call for difficult topics are not easy. But ultimately, I think it's just a matter of remembering why we're having it in the first place. I think so often we have conversations with the intention of trying to change someone's mind. We just want to get our ideas out there. We don't want to actually listen to the person across from us. And that's where we get it wrong, right? This, the notion of conversation is that it's not supposed to be a debate. There's not supposed to be a winner. And I think the number one obstacle in having these types of conversations is that most people don't even recognize that conversations are actually intended to be a place where you understand one another. And oftentimes it can help when you set an intention for a conversation. I think that's something I've learned that's helped me where, you know, you can take a step back and say, hey, before we even start this conversation, I just want to say that I hope that by the end we achieve X, Y and Z or I want to have this conversation because. And I think that allows us to kind of get our backs off the wall and feel like we're having a conversation really with the purpose of being heard. And I think that's a lost art. And so pushing past those obstacles, I think, is just it depends on the conversation. Every dialogue is different. But I think recognizing that at the end of the day, we're all human beings that have this innate desire to want to be heard, seen, valued, and understood, then we're much more likely to have a conversation that's actually going somewhere. And I think something really powerful is recognizing that whatever it is within yourself that wants to have that conversation, whether it is to get your ideas across, to make a difference, to be heard, as much as you can try to recognize that the person on the other end of that conversation feels the exact same way. And the more you can give that energy to someone else of hearing them and letting their voice be heard, they're much more likely to give that back to you, which is how we create change. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. See, most of the people that listen to my school, university's podcast that I created my freshman year and to my my podcast that I created in my senior year of high school are youngsters and their age is actually from 18 to like 25 years old so this is perfect you know and i just touching base with like young people and, and like having this conversation and wanting to be heard oftentimes they sometimes some may argue that they feel like they are overlooked or that they don't matter or they're just too young to be heard or what they say doesn't really have much weight to it because they're not experienced because of age 
So why do you think that, you know, why should young people care? And like, how can they go about having effective dialogue or finding ways to take action? Ooh, also, podcast queen. I mean, multiple podcasts. Look at you. I mean, you're you're doing the work. I think this question around why young people should care is is such a massive one we need to be having. And I've been there. I spent my whole upbringing feeling like my voice didn't matter or that I didn't really have a voice. But you know what? Every single time I was shut down or I was feeling voiceless, I continued to put myself out there. Um, and I think that's something that we have to keep doing because I think for us, our generation really values action. We wanna see people, politicians, leaders following through on the things we care about, whether it's climate, whether it's gun violence prevention, mental health, we want to see action. And I think we're a generation that really needs the receipts. So I think whenever possible, if you're feeling that your voice doesn't matter, try to think of the proof that you have, right? Where are those receipts? And it may not be something that you've seen personally, but think about some of the change that's happened in our country or in our world. Think about the political progress we've made, oftentimes a lot of that is because of the un the unity that we can foster through young voices. So whenever possible, if you're feeling that way, just know you're not alone and that is so valid. I think the world right now has, you know, really devalued young voices in a way that allows us to feel like we, you know, we don't really deserve a say in the future or the world that's being built around us. And it's important to remember that even if people are leading you to feel that way, it may not be reality because every single person has a voice and it deserves to be heard. And when you can start finding some more of those receipts, I think it'll be easier to keep going because you know it's worked before. I feel like that's like truly all the proof you need in the world. Thank you so much. And you are a living testimony to that because you're so young and like you've shown that like, I, I, that's why I bring people like you onto this podcast is because I want young people especially to listen to people like you, Sophie, and be like, I can do it too. And I want them to be like, oh my goodness, this special guest has done this and they struggled in this situation and now they overcome that to become the person they are today. And it's just like getting started is so hard, you know, like when you talked about how you didn't feel like you had a voice and you felt like you were the only one and that's why... You wanted to create this. I love that. I love that own personal experience that made you want to do this kind of work because I think that many can relate. And just in general, like for the for the last question that I really want to hit home is just that like we talked about from you know you know starting the conversational list, getting people talking, not about winning, but listening with full understanding. I think it's very important. It's just that like, what is your advice for anyone? Who, who was like you, who felt like, oh, I'm the only one here. I don't really have a voice and I just don't feel represented. Like, what is your advice for anyone interested in creating an initiative and just how can they get started? Whew. Well, I don't know if I'm qualified to really give any advice. I am still learning and growing and shifting and evolving every day. But I think there are two things here, right? There's like the advice for someone who maybe feels like the odd one out, but then there's also the advice on starting something. So I'll start with the piece of starting something. I think so often our generation gets it wrong 
when we feel like we have to solve all the world's problems tomorrow. I think if you want to get involved or make a difference, it has to connect to you and who you are. The entire reason I'm on this path, I wasn't even expecting to be an entrepreneur, but when I saw that problem on my campus and I felt so empowered to do something about it and I couldn't sit still, that was when I knew I found my calling. And I think so often our generation feels like we have to start so many new movements and pages and nonprofits and we have to do everything. But I think at the end of the day, it has to relate to yourself, your story and your passions. So whenever possible, if you want to start something, just make sure it's aligned with you and who you are, because that's the only way you're going to be able to impact the world around you is if you yourself are passionate about the work you're doing. So I think that's number one. And number two, when you're getting ready to actually start something, just look at the local community around you. When I started the work on my campus, I had no clue where to start. I knew I just wanted to make a difference and I could do that through the people around me. So on day one of starting what was a club on my campus, I emailed every student leader. I, had, I didn't even know half of them and just said, hey, I'm Sophie. I have this crazy idea to bring the world together. Would you be down for coffee? And I think just putting myself out there again and just seeing what would come back, you know, for maybe 80 no's, I got 10 yeses and that helped me launch the club at the time. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there, send that email, you know, make that cold call and just make it happen. I think that's my advice for someone who wants to start something. And then I guess the other piece, which is for someone out there who maybe feels like their voice again, doesn't matter or that they really are different in you know a community of people who are very homogenous i would just say whenever possible and it takes a lot of patience just remember to have empathy every single person who may be you know who may be posing some sort of challenge to you or making you feel excluded just think about the unique set of circumstances that led them to that moment in time you know everyone had a different upbringing, everyone was brought into different circumstances, was taught different things, and ultimately were just the summation of our experiences and our worldviews. And I think so often we forget that everyone is a certain way because of a certain reason. And I think the more we can try to uncover that and ask the why and engage in those hard conversations, even with yourself, the more you're able to acknowledge that maybe the reason as to why you're feeling that way isn't actually about you, it's about them right? Because ultimately, people can only meet themselves as far as, you know, they can meet themselves. And ultimately, you know, the people around you may just not understand you because of ignorance, right? They've never met someone like you before. They don't know how to ask or learn more about you or have the conversation. And I think we have to be willing to open up our own echo chambers and sit in that discomfort, start a conversation, because if we continue to let ignorance be the reason for why we keep other people at arm's length, that's only gonna deepen the divide. So ultimately start those conversations because that's the only way to bring us back to the same table. Wow, that is so powerful. I mean. You just took the words right out of my mouth because I, I definitely, empathy is it's something that a lot of people don't practice. And I love that you emphasize that. And I'm so glad you do that. But how do you like not be discouraged when other people just don't even care if you show them empathy and just continue to 
give you backlash or or even just doubt your ideas. You just have to remember that there's something bigger out there, right? Every time I've been shut down, every time someone's left a nasty comment on socials, every time someone has just refused to have a conversation, you have to remember that what you do or who you are may not be for everyone, and that's okay. But you have every right to be exactly who you are, and no one can take that away from you. And ultimately, when you just think back to whatever it is you're trying to do, for me, my North Star is unifying the world, which essentially means if I can get one person to open their mind and consider someone else's story, background, experience, perspective, then they're much more likely to come a little bit closer to that other person, right? So remember your North Star because no one can take you away from that. That is completely for you. And that will also motivate you to keep going when it feels like everyone else doesn't want you to succeed, doesn't fully understand what it is that you're doing, or doesn't want you to have a voice because that North Star will be exactly what you need in order to keep going, keep putting yourself out there and making the mark that you wanna make with your voice. Thank you so much. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow Sophie Varen, S-O-P-H-I-E-B-E-R-E-N on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter X, and you name it. Look her up. Please follow all the things she's doing. It, doing it, and please follow Ashley Evil Official on my Instagram and the gz.speaks on Instagram. Ashley, thank you so much for having me. This was amazing.